0: My name is Dave Nelson. If you're new here and pastor here at K2 and just want to welcome you, uh, we're in the middle of a series that we've been calling Stoked. And uh, what we've been looking at is uh, there was a guy named Paul who was an early church planner uh, in the very beginning of getting the church started and spread all over the place. And he wrote a letter to another young leader named Timothy. And he just wanted to encourage him and he just wanted to lift him up. And what we're looking at is Paul was saying, hey, Timothy, you've got some stuff. And you need to believe that you have this. And uh, so Paul's whole desire as a leader into this young guy's life was saying, I want to stoke, I want to fan into flame the stuff that's within you so that you can be everything that God designed you to be. And as we read this and as we go through this together, we just really believe that this is stuff that God wants to say to us too. That there's some neat things that God has done for us that we don't fully understand, we don't fully grasp, and we would love for God to stoke it inside of us. So here's the verse that we're going to look at today. It's uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. It says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. So we talked about that two weeks ago. We talked about that one of the things that Timothy had, he had a genuine faith. He had a sincere faith. And we said one of the ways you can actually tell what someone believes is by how they actually live their life. So people can say all they want, But Paul was able to look at Timothy and say, man, I know that faith is strong in you. And in verse 6, he goes, that's why I want to remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So that's what we talked about last week, that if you have received Christ, one of the hallmarks, one of the beautiful things that happens, we're going to talk a lot about this today, is that the Spirit of God actually comes inside of you, but when He comes inside of you, He gives you a spiritual gift. And every single one of you have one. And, the, and the, the, the very, why that's so important is because you have a gift and the reason you have it is to benefit everybody else. Christianity is not a solitary individual experience. It's something that's done in community. And we, don't ever forget this, the only way that we, all of us in here, can ever experience the fullness of what God has for us is every single one of you you've got to take this gift that God gave you and you got to use it. And as Paul says, fan that puppy into flame. And figure out how it goes and then he says this so you got this gift you got faith you got a gift and then he goes for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but he's given us a spirit of power He's given us a spirit of power and that's what we want to look at today so how many of you are excited that it's raining outside instead of snowing <laughs> holy smokes. <laughs> Does anybody like the snow? <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I got to tell you, I actually really like snow. I like winter, but I was down in Austin, Texas these last two days at a conference, and it was like mid-60s and sunny, and I'm like, okay, I don't like the snow anymore. I'm ready. So when the spring comes, you got to pull this guy out, right? Yep, yep. How many of you have pulled out your mower? Nope. What? You guys have, <laughs> Really? You still got some snow out there, but here's the, here's the thing. You're all gonna pull out your mower here soon as the, as the rains come and it's time to, to go. When you pull this guy out, and there's one thing, cause we all do this right after the long winter, you, and you can see mine's got a little rust on this guy. You're gonna pull this thing out and you're gonna hope that it Start starts, exactly. So you pull this guy down, you gotta prime it a little bit. You know, got that? That's an old one, that's what we do. Pull this guy down and... Oh. <clears throat> Muscle? Now, stand up, Archie. <laughs> and just because you're twice as big as me, man, make fun of my muscles. All right? Need some muscle. All right, you want some muscle, baby? Now, here's what's great. You get, I mean, and you're, you're, I don't know about you, but every spring, I'm like, how many times is it going to take, right, to get this guy going? So, well, here's the deal. I could pull on this puppy all day long, but um, not only does it need some muscle, um, <laughs> also needs some gas, Right? So you can go ahead and pull all you want with your big muscles there, and uh, but if you take some of this, let's see, that's, that might help you, <laughs> yeah, that's probably enough, all right, so we fill this guy up, now we go, here we go, prime him up, get some, let's see here, yeah, still going strong, right? All right. Now, here's the deal. Here's what I want to look at today. Does that smell good? Y'all appreciate that? Yeah, can I, the first time I ever, I used this illustration before we ever launched on Easter, right, because we're talking, you know, and, um, and I filled this thing up, and I started it. It was a brand new mower, though. It had never been started before. Put the thing in it. It's clanked and A big, huge puff of smoke just went <laughs> people just sat in this black smoke for a while, man, I never laughed so hard, I think I fell right on my butt, um, but here, here's, here's, here we, here's what i are going to talk about today, guys, is there's so many of us who are sitting here, and I can't do this anymore, because now there's gas, there, but so many of us, and we pull this guy, and we try, we're trying so hard to live life, and we're trying to have joy, and we're trying to have peace, and we're Trying to have love and we're trying to be patient and we're trying to take, I mean, we're just, we're trying so hard. And some of you, very, you really, you believe in God even, man. You might even believe in Jesus. And yet, you still, it's like this really hard effort trying to be everything that God wants you to have. And here's what you got to know, man you were designed, like this lawnmower is completely, perfectly designed to do what it was created for. But if there ain't anything in the tank, it ain't going to happen. And you can try as hard, as hard as you want. And the cool thing is what we're going to look at today is God told Timothy, listen, dude, you got to understand this. You didn't receive a spirit of fear. You received a spirit of power. And power, that word at its core means you're now able to do things. In fact, that's it. In fact, it means stuff does get done. When there's power, there is action. It actually takes effect. And so Jesus Christ had this power. He had the Holy Spirit in fullness. So that dude walked, Jesus walked on this planet in the fullness of the Spirit of God. And because of that, he changed the whole world. See, and that's one of the things we'll look at is when you have the power of God inside of you, there's no way that ever is just so your life works. Now your life will start working, it really will, but how it'll work is it will be a stream that affects everybody around you. There's power, it does something. And so Paul says, hey Timothy, you got faith, and I just, some of you in this room, man, you got faith, okay, it's awesome. He goes, you have a gift, fan it into flame, use it. But I'm telling you right now, none of this will be anything without the power that makes it happen. And the power is the Spirit of God. Now, let me read something else to you on a, on a flip side of this, kind of a negative side. Two chapters later, in chapter 3, Paul's writing him, writing Timothy, and he says this. You've got to know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people are going to love themselves. And they're going to love money. They'll be boastful and they'll be proud. They'll scoff at God and they'll be disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They'll consider nothing sacred. They'll be unloving and unforgiving. They'll slander others and have no self-control. They'll be cruel and hate what is good. They'll betray their friends, be reckless, puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. And then look at this verse. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Isn't that crazy? Can I just ask you a question? As I went down that list and I read that, how many of you heard, how many of you could resonate with your own life with some of those things in that verse? Okay, you bunch of, the rest of you are big time liars. <laughs> I'll pray for you right now. Lord, <laughs> let's get some reality going on in here. No, 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 here's the deal we all struggle with that stuff, right? And here's the danger, especially for those of you who go to church. You can act religious. In, the, in another version, it says that you can, have the, you can make it look like that you've got God. You can act religious, but you can deny its power. You can deny the power, you can go to church, you can go to your life together group, you can serve, there's so many things you can do. But there's there's a whole different aspect, you guys, and it's the power of the Spirit of God who actually lives inside of you that makes all the difference in the world. In fact, that's what Christianity is all about. So I just want to, what's so cool, if you're here today and you're wondering about Christ, if you're investigating what Christianity could be, I mean, there's part of me that just, I read this again, and I honestly and sincerely want to say, I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. That was, bless you. That was one of the sweetest little sneezes I've ever heard. But here's what I want to say. Is there are way too many Christians, including myself, And there are way too many churches who can act religious, who can do all this. And I don't know about you, if you remember Jesus when he came, he had a real hard time with people who acted religious and who deny his power. And part of the reason that people aren't in awe of God is because there's way too many of us who are denying the power of God that comes through his spirit. And we're out here trying to be good and trying to do things that God might like instead of experiencing something that's outside of ourselves that came into our being when we put our faith in Christ. So if you're, if you're investigating Christianity, I hope you listen to today's message and just be open to hearing what should be the reality of anybody who's actually put their faith in Christ. And if you're a Christian here today, this is great hope for you today. You have received a spirit of power. And I, I just, I mean, before, man, before I, I pray for us today, you guys, I just... I was just uh, I was at a conference these last two days, um, and it was just crazy, man. Every time I turned around, I feel like there was another message that was all about the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should say that. I should say, I just. But but here's what I what I saw for two days, you guys. God is on the move, and He's doing awesome, crazy things all over the world. In fact, just two days ago. I witnessed right before my eyes a supernatural act of God, and I can't tell you about it today. So come back next week. Okay? I'm not going to steal the thunder, but I'm serious, man. We are seeing God do what he said he would do. Now, can I just ask you, how many of you are just sick and tired of religious activity? Oh, that's it? I mean, serious, you guys. Who wants to just do religious activity when we could have the spirit of God empowering us? Not having a form of religion, but actually having the power. So man, that's what I want to pray for. And let's dive in and let's ask God right now to break through whatever it is that's keeping us from experiencing what is ours as followers of Christ. And that is the power of God. Let's pray together. Lord, oh man, I don't even know. I tell you, I don't even know. All that you want to do. But I know you want to do more. And I want more. I don't want to act religious. I don't want to have a form of godliness. I want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I don't know what you want to do here in these next 20 minutes in this next hour together. I I feel like I don't even know how to share, but I'm just going to share your word and I pray right now that you might come, really God, in all of your grace, out of your great love for your church (laughs) and open our eyes to what is ours and fan it into flame. May it be really, really, really true about us in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So here we go you guys. I'm going to look at three things real quick today. How is fear the opposite of power? What is that power? And how do we stoke it? All right? So let's look at the first one. How is fear the opposite of power? And this is really I'm going to take about 1 minute on this one. Because when you're powerless, what happens? I mean, when you're when you're full of fear, what do you do? What do you do? Sit and cry. <laughs> I mean, you do nothing. It was so funny. We were having our base camp on Monday night, and we were talking about how the route, the route of God, like the way of God, is that you go out and you do stuff, and you have compassion, and you care for those who are in need, and you're generous with your finances. And we just looked you know, again, he says, those who sow sparingly reap sparingly, but those who sow generously reap generously. And we're all like, okay, but I think I'll keep sowing sparingly. And we're like, well, why do we do that? And somebody just said, because I'm scared. And there was grace, she goes, and I hate fear because fear makes me do nothing. Isn't it true? Yeah. So that, it's not a big mystery as to why we didn't get a spirit of fear because a spirit of fear paralyzes us and we don't move. And so you can have the spirit of fear, right? You can be afraid of heights. Anybody afraid of heights? No. Yeah, I'm dead. So we don't climb, right? We can be afraid of asking that person out so you never risk it. You can be afraid of loss so you always play it safe. You can be afraid of conflict so you don't speak the truth or live authentically in relationships. You can be afraid of rejection for those of us who love Christ. We're so afraid of what people might think about us. We're so, afraid, so we never even move out and let people know how awesome God is and how much he loves them because we're afraid. We can be afraid of failure so you never try. You can be afraid of fending so you never help someone see their blind spot. And how about this one, man? And you can be afraid, and all of us are, of losing control and so you don't trust God. Right? See, fear rises up. How many of you are afraid? How many of you are afraid? Okay, good to know you're human. So here's the deal. You're afraid. Think about it. Think about how much of life you're missing out on because of fear. And here's the good news, man. When the Spirit of God, when you receive Christ and the Spirit of God comes inside of you, that spirit is not a spirit of fear. It is a spirit of power. And that because it's power, it moves and it makes something happen. So let's look at this. What is that power then? What is it? In Acts chapter 10, verse 7, 37 and 38, this isn't up on the screen, so you can just listen. You know what happened. Paul's, this is right after the church started in Acts. So Jesus rose from the dead. The church started and they're starting to spread all over the place. And they say, you know what has happened throughout the providence of Judea, beginning at Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. And he says, you know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went around doing good and healing all that were under the power of the devil because God was with him. See, what was happening is here, the the guys are going around, listen, I don't even need to tell you about Jesus, right? You guys all heard about Jesus? Oh yeah, we heard about Jesus. (laughs) See, you know, you know how he went around and you know how he went around and he did stuff. He did good things. And so everybody knew that. And why? Because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Jesus couldn't stay. I mean, he could not just sit around and do nothing. There was power inside of him. For what he was filled to do, he did. Can I just ask you, if you're a follower of Christ, how many people are saying about you? Can we, can we say about, hey, have you heard of so-and-so? Oh, yeah, totally, man. You know what they're doing? Yeah, it's incredible. Are you doing anything? Where people can say, yeah, I know about your deeds. I see what you do. Does K2 do anything corporately? Does Salt Lake City and this this valley, can they say, oh, yeah, I've heard of K2? Because they do things. See, if you're filled with the power, what is the power? The power makes you do things. And can I just celebrate something with you guys? This is so cool. Sally Townsend is the gal here at K2 who really kind of led the effort to get us connected to Swaziland, you know? And so last year, or I'm sorry, last week, she grabbed me uh, behind the stage and she said, Dave, She goes, you've got to tell K2 what's going on here. She said, I was just at a conference uh, in Colorado last week with Children's Hope Chest, which is the organization we're working with. And she said, the whole time I had this conference, they kept saying, well, K2, when they did this, and and K2, and they did that, and K2. And she's like, she felt a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, why do you keep talking about K2? Here's why, you guys. Because when we did a care point, right? A care point is Ekezeny. It's the kids that we're caring for. She said, Dave, this is crazy. There are churches who've had care points for years, they're larger than we are, and they have less kids to adopt, and they still don't have all their kids adopted. Do you guys know? Do you remember? When we threw out the opportunity for you to sponsor these kids, you adopted or sponsored over 200 kids in two weeks. Is that not awesome? I mean, seriously, that, you guys should celebrate that. And, and here's what, But here's what Sally said. She's like, I don't understand that. See, because that happened here, and we just went, that's awesome. But what Sally helped me to see, no... The Holy Spirit must be at work because when the Spirit's at work, he empowers you to do something. So I just want to say, way to go, man. This is what happens when God actually resonates inside your soul. So the other thing, when we offered a chance for you to help out at South Salt Lake, about 280 of you signed up, and we went out and had an amazing time. And I just want to tell you that another option is happening this Saturday. With the funds that you gave through Levolution, we, we are going to have the resources to go into the PAL Center right here with, with K2, uh, with South Salt Lake, and which is the PAL Center is with the Detroit... Athletic, or not Detroit, I'm sorry. Where am I living? Salt Lake City. All right. The Police Athletic League, and they do an at risk a, a program for at risk kids. And, and we're going to go in this Saturday, and we're going to, with the funds that you gave for Levolution, completely renovate their building for them. So we need 30 people in the morning to go in and do the kind of pull out the carpet and pull out all the junk and do the demolition. And then we need 20 people in the afternoon to go in and paint and just renew it. So, If you want, man, there's some spots available unless everybody from first service took them, okay? But this Saturday is another chance for you just to say, boom, I'm in. Let's go. Let's make a difference, all right? So what is the power? The power is something that causes you to do something. But here's what's crazy, he goes, you guys, when Jesus Christ came on the scene, the very first thing that happened when he was an adult, and we said this last week, is that the Holy Spirit, he was baptized, And John again said, man, no, 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 I'm not baptizing you. You baptize me. And Jesus said, no, I need to be baptized because I need to identify with all of humanity. And when he was being baptized, they said they could see the spirit of God descend on him like a dove. And he was anointed and he was filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. And here's what's cool, man. John said, can I just tell you something? I'm just baptizing you with water, man. That's all I'm doing. The one who comes after me, Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who's going to take the Spirit of God, and then you put your faith in him, he will infuse every part of your being. See, this is what Christianity is all about, you guys. It is not about religious activity. It's not about going to church. It's about having the very spirit of God come and take residence in your heart. And it's a spirit of power. Do you guys understand this? This is so radically different than what most of us experience. And it's why the rest of the world thinks the church is a joke. Because we're just being religious instead of being what we actually are. Now, can I tell you, let me tell you a little bit more about this power. Romans eight eleven says this. If the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead Is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Is that not cool? Oh my gosh, you guys understand what's going on here? If you don't, then look at this next verse. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. Okay? If you don't understand this, you don't understand what Christianity is all about. Yes, Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we can be completely forgiven. Thank you, God, I need it every day. But he didn't just die, he rose again. And look at this. I pray that the eyes of your heart could be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. And look at this. His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Do you guys hear this? There is incomparably great power for us who say we believe and we're acting religious. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, we got done with the service last night and the whole management team was there and a couple other leaders here at K2, and I just grabbed them all, and I just brought them together, and I said, you guys, let's pray right now because I don't want K2, man. I, I, God's done some cool things here. Some of you have experienced some cool stuff, God changing your life, but I just want to tell you, there should be more. I want to see in this place, don't you? Don't you want to see a spirit that raises a man from the dead Amen. living inside you? Mm. I don't know, man. <laughs> Sounds kind of freaky. You know what? You're right. It would be. It would freak us out. But here's what he says. You're all dead in your sin. That's what sin does. Sin causes you to die. You're spiritually dead. And what he says is in your death, I can come and breathe my life into you through my spirit. So that though you die, you never, you won't die. You live. And my spirit lives inside of you. And you guys, this is, Christianity, you guys, did not start because Jesus had all these cool teachings. And people are like, oh man, you need to hear what Jesus uh-huh. said. No, people didn't give up their lives and die gruesome deaths because some guy was a good teacher. You know why they died gruesome deaths? Because they saw a man who was dead rise again and be in their presence And so they had to go around and tell everybody, can I just tell you something? There's a whole new age coming, guys. The kingdom of God is here. And you know what's crazy? Look at this verse. I forgot to put it up there at the beginning there, 1 Corinthians 4.20. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And unfortunately, you guys, Christianity today, we're pretty good at talking, aren't we? what we do here. I'm talking. We're getting our life together group and we'll talk. We'll talk. God says, if my spirit comes inside your being, it's a spirit of power. And the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is inside you to give you everything that you need for life and godliness through his power. So how do we stoke it, you guys? Can I, can I just, can I just, I want to tell you something today. Can I want to tell you something today? If you have put your faith in Christ, then the spirit of the living God is inside of you. But how many of you are experiencing that incomparably great power? Like I said, this whole first month of January, you are spiritually rich, and yet we're living like a pauper we got to learn how to stoke this, buddy. I'm going to bust through about five things here. How do you stoke it? Here's the first one. In surrender. In surrender. This is the most important thing ever in my life. The the times when I felt the supernatural power of God in my life has always happened in surrender. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We live by the Spirit of God, you guys. But most of us don't. And so the way that you do that, he said, since you live by this power, this new presence of God that's inside of you, you got to keep in step with him. And here's what happens, is when God's will clashes with your will, Say that to happen to anybody? Okay, like 100 times a day? When God's will clashes with your will, and you choose God's will, you just died. That's how you die to yourself. You surrender and you know what, you guys? The resurrection of Christ happened after what? This isn't a hard one. Yeah. The crucifixion happens first, and then after the death, there's the power of the resurrection. And so right now, for all of us, most of the reason we're not experiencing this power of God is because we're not surrendering to God. And I've used this, this, this image, is every time you die, so the power of God today and every moment of every day is blowing. Everything we need is available every moment of every day through the power of the presence of God inside you through the Holy Spirit. And every time you say yes to God and no to yourself, you hoist your sail. The wind is blowing and your sail goes up every time you say yes and the power just takes you and you experience God. Instead, most of us are going, no, I got this. <laughs> I'm good. Really? I know I'm stressed out, but that's okay because I'm in control, right? And you're trying to live your life and you won't surrender to God. And it's like, where's the power? I totally believe, where's the power? You've got to surrender. Man, I'll never forget years ago, I had a person in my life that I know, I know I needed to reconcile with him and I just couldn't do it. I, I said no to God for four years. Anybody else do that? I'm Okay, good, I'm slow. You're slow too. Um, I'll never forget the day. When I finally said, okay, God, you know, and you know why I wouldn't do it. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, because I was afraid. Scared to death. When I finally said yes to God, I'll never forget, man. I woke up that morning, I'm in the shower, and I'm like, where's the fear? It was gone. And here's what's crazy, you guys. See, we want to say, man, God, I'm scared. Give me power. Give me power. Give me power. And God's like, I will on the way. He doesn't give you the power before you take the step of faith. Isn't that a bummer? Wouldn't it be great if he just gave you what you needed and, oh, okay. You know? That's not how it works. What he says is this. You take a step, and here I am that morning getting ready to go see the person. And as I took the step, my whole sail hoisted, and he filled me with peace. I went in, loved that person, reconciled with them. I woke up the next morning, I'm filled with joy that I hadn't had in so long and peace. And here's the other thing, I actually loved everybody. <laughs> Not just that, you guys know that? See, here's what's crazy is I had all these other issues going on, but they were I, the reason I didn't have the power there is because I was, wasn't saying yes to God in this one thing. I'm telling you right now, in surrender is where you'll experience God's power. Okay, I just got to bust through these other ones, so write them down. Number two is in weakness. This is crazy. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 12 9. Paul was so struggling, man. Life was just kicking him. And he cried out to God and he said, Please take this away. Please take this away. Please take this away. God's like, Nah, I'm not going to do that. And then he said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In weakness. You know why some of you aren't experiencing the power of God? It's because you feel like you can do it. You don't need Him. You're in control, and you're—I don't mean this. Well, yeah, I do. you're so full of yourself that there's no room for the Spirit of God. And what's crazy is, you know what Jesus did when He came? It says He emptied Himself. Now, now if there's anybody who could do it, it would've been Jesus, right? But instead of saying, no, I got this, Dad, I'm good, I'm good. No, he said, I'm going to empty myself. The power of Christ is the power of submission. It's the power of weakness. That's why Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they're the ones who see God. If you're rich in spirit, if you got it all going, yeah, you know, God, if I need you, that's why you don't experience power. It's why when people's lives are falling apart, it's usually when they finally find God because they're weak and they're empty and they finally cry out and God goes, oh, sorry if we had to go through that, but it's going to be good now. Now, on the flip side, some of you aren't experiencing the power not because you think you're so that and you got it all together. Some of you feel like you're so unworthy. There's no way God could ever love me. I don't have anything to offer. I'm a zero. Here, and you will never experience the power either. Until, number three, you need confidence. you got to receive the power in confidence. And you just need to know that you're loved. Look at this verse, man, in Ephesians. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Isn't that cool? The love of God, you guys, is not something you're going to read and study and figure out. It's beyond knowledge. It surpasses that. It gets inside your heart and it changes you forever. So you can be filled with the measure of fullness of God. You are dearly loved. And the way you can know this is because Jesus Christ said, i have die for you. I know you could care less about me. I know you're powerless. I know you're ungodly. I know you're a sinner. And he goes, perfect. Love it. I'm in. I, Jesus never asked you to clean up your life. He said, you can hate me. You can be my enemy. That's a good one too. I love dying for my enemies. Love it. And he went to the depths of hell for you just so you could be with him. And I'm telling you, when that starts to happen, you can start having confidence to open up and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust that you love me. Because the great, imp- incomparably great power is for us who believe. And when that starts happening, that's why you have to pray for that love to happen in your heart. It's supernatural. Okay, I'm just going to give you two others... In confession and repentance, It's when the power comes. Some of you, you know, instead of putting gas in your in your engine, you're putting, like, vegetable oil because it's cheaper, you know? <laughs> or water's pretty prevalent, so we'll put that in there. And you, you inside your heart, it's going... Because <laughs> you got a bunch of junk in there that ain't supposed to be in there. The Bible says you can actually quench the Spirit's fire. We're talking about stoking it. But the Bible says when you put junk in that's not of him, when you're greedy and when you're, when you're unforgiving and when you're judgmental and when you're filled with sexual stuff, and when, you're just, when you do all that junk that's not of God, it's like you just douse the fire of the Spirit all the time. And so one way you can stoke the fire is he just said, well, just come and confess to me. And he, this is cool because he said, if you confess your sin, I'll be faithful and just to what? I'll forgive you, man. The coolest thing is he says, at any time if you turn to me, I will run to you. I love that. So some of you just need to confess the junk you got in going on in here. That's why it's not cranking so well. The next one is in community. See, that's what happened to me the last two days. You guys hang out with people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Hang out with people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I'll tell you what, man, they rub off on you. (laughs) They rub off on you. And we need to be a community of people. We need each other. You don't experience the fullness of God by yourself. We've got to run and encourage each other with the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the last one. And this I never knew before, but it's in prayer. You get it stoked by prayer. Almost in every passage, not in every passage, but I couldn't believe how many times when Paul talked about the power, he was talking about how he prayed that other people would have the power. I just got to sit with that one for a while. Because I'm like, wow, I've been missing it. I don't think, I, in my prayer time, I just, I, I mean, I, this is so new to me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. For some of you, I should be praying for God. That, how cool is it to know the people you know in your life who are struggling and who are hurting, whose relationships are falling, that you can pray for God to strengthen them with power. That's awesome. So I just want to do that for you. Would you guys go ahead and stand with me? Here's what I want you to do. In the Bible, uh, lots of times in Psalms, uh, most worship was also done physically because you're actually in a body, if you hadn't noticed. <clears throat> and uh, so a lot of times it said, raise your hands. It'll tell you to do that. It'll tell you to kneel. It'll tell you to do all this kind of stuff because what you do with your body helps you. I want you, would you just do this? this is, I'm not going to make you do too crazy, Pentecostal or anything. But I just, this, this, these last two days, I found myself just doing this a lot because I don't know about you, man. I want the power of the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead filling me. And you, you can hold your hands out and not have your heart open, but man, go ahead and close your eyes. And if your heart will be as open as your hands are, I believe God wants to give you His power. And Lord, I ask for it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would help people to know what step of surrender they need to take so that you can fill them with your power. I pray you'd help every person who thinks that they've got it together and that they don't need you, that you would speak to them and say, oh, you have no idea what you could be having. God, for every person who feels so worthless and empty and unlovable, whisper right now through the power of the Holy Spirit how great your love is for them. God, for every person who just has sin, who's got junk in their heart, point it out to them right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Shine your light on the stuff that's keeping them from fanning into flame the power of the risen God. Lord, here at K2, the church, the church, the bride, those who are filled with the Spirit of God, would you do everything to keep us from acting religious? and having only a form of godliness. Would you help us not to anymore deny your power? Do in us, God, what only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen.